This one here, not for the week. Some heartfelt shit. Yeah. I got a vision where I see myself living in a house where every week we ain't fixing the kitchen. Where ramen noodles just a thing of the past, and at last I got myself some green ass grass. And I ain't talking about the shit that you smoke, no. I'm talking about the shit that little kids hope is for. The shit Ooh. that make a working father go broke. This is a rough one. Yeah, these facts of life that make us I don't even know how to start all this, but I do want to take you on the journey of what my journey has been with alcohol. Um, As most of you know, I had a run-in with the law a long time coming, man, long time coming, 20 years getting away with this. Um, We all knew, you know it when you do it, when you drink and drive, buzz driving, all of that. You know, the repercussions and, you know, you just feel like that's not you. It's not going to happen to me. Um, A good drunk driver, a good buzz driver, like things I thought and even said at some points, um, almost wearing it as a badge of freaking honor. And uh, yeah, eventually it, it catches up to you. And in my particular situation, you know, no one got hurt except this, uh, this ego, your pride. Um, just thankful that nobody had gotten hurt from that situation physically, uh, was not in a car accident or anything like that. Um, so I guess, I don't know, take it, take it to the beginning. Um, first time I ever got drunk, I drank seven beers and chugged them all because beer is disgusting still not a fan of beer i'd rather drink straight mezcal any day of the week um but i uh i lost a (laughs) on the spot dave Chappelle trivia contest uh out in the desert because i'm country and uh my buddy mark challenged uh me and my buddy uh nacho jose uh to a Dave Chappelle contest and I ended up losing the trivia questions and ended up chugging my first beer and then the the rest just kept coming and I thanked Mark by the end of the night by throwing up on his uh he'll call them Air Jordans they were not Jordans bro it was some K-Swiss something dude uh that K-Swiss hand-me-downs more like it um but that was my first journey uh or venture into drinking and the very next day my dad either knew something was up or I don't know, he was always working on building something. So we were in the backyard building a shed. This is the summer. So it's 120 degrees out. I'm dealing with aluminum siding on this roof and hammering it down. And I'm just sweating freaking all the beer out from the previous night. And um, yeah, that's kind of kickstarted everything. Uh, definitely a social drinker. I would binge drink in that regard. And, uh, the common saying I would say is, uh, oh, there's something you don't know about me. Yeah. I'm a tank. Everybody says that shit. Um, very few live up to it. Um, but I do feel like I had a higher tolerance, especially because I, I never fucked with beer. It was always hard liquor. And if I wasn't drinking it straight, it would be a splash of something. Um, but yeah, that kind of kicked everything off. And I know my mom always worried because my tata, 
good old cowboy man come down from a, a long lineage of of cowboys and vaqueros and he would have his keystone light you know coors light you would have that every day and so she was always worried but i wasn't worried you know i i went to work i paid my bills i'm raising kids you know i am not at the mercy of the drug uh as one may think, but you know, we fool ourselves. And the issue was that I was choosing to get behind the wheel after partaking. Um, so the DUI came on because I was in a band and when you're in a band scenario, people buy you drinks, you have a band tab, you just get all this free alcohol, really nice alcohol. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of get used to it and you lean into everybody else is doing it. Let's go. And even when I had that, my, my bar tabs were still 50 to 80 bucks. Um, just cause you know, I wanted a little bit of that nicer, uh, spirit, nicer vintage, some would say, but what, uh, what alcohol had become was giving me a, not even a crutch. I mean, I would use it on the stage because I am not a good musician, um, I am a decent performer and I've been complimented on that. So I would use it to take the edge off of me being nervous about being on stage, playing in a blues and Americana rock and roll band um, and not feeling adequate enough. And once you take a couple shots, yeah, you feel like the shit. Um, so I use that as the lubricant to kind of get it going. Plus me and uh, the band leader were bumping heads uh, just gone through a divorce, was not seeing my kids enough. So there's all these things that you essentially self-medicate. And it, it definitely got to the point where I was drinking every day. And I do have, you know, trying to maintain a relationship with alcohol because I do feel like there's a moment in time, a place, a setting for, for any of these drugs, coffee, sugar, um, alcohol, destructive ones, um, you know, weed, all the, I, yeah, I'm from the ilk that every, uh, every drug should be legal or at least decriminalized, um, because they're just band-aids. And so we need to really get to the root of it and people are going to get their hands on vices and abuse them, but there needs to be some foundational groundwork laid out you know, to have that support and be mindful of why you're doing it. And in my mind, I was doing it because again, I, I needed that edge to perform. And so it, it definitely became something I was abusing. And, uh, again, just thankful that no one, no one got hurt except this fucking pride. Right. But that's good. That's how I operate. I operate off of off of shame or guilt. Some people might say, I mean, I was raised Catholic, so there's that. But, you know, the shame uh, that I feel is definitely something I don't want to experience again. And I like to be able to put it out there so other people um, can see, you know, the effects, who it can affect um, cause that's the big thing is you feel like it will never happen to you. Um, or, you know, sharing your struggles, you know, it's, it's, 
allowing people to appear behind the curtain and, and know what you're struggling with allows them to get closer to you, to open up with their own um, struggles. And I think we just bond over that a lot more. We're able to be more connected and more authentic, especially with social media these days where it's always your best foot forward. Um, you know, it's cool. Yeah, we should definitely promote um, all of that, but also not be fooled, you know, that there isn't some struggle um, to any extent. Um, and that's why I like to be open because I've, I've benefited from people sharing their struggles, uh, their experimentations, anything that I would say, oh, that's not for me. I'm not that type of person. But then I see somebody else experiencing that or trying something that I respect. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe there's something else I can look into and, and see how I could use it. So, uh, sorry guys, I do not like, if you notice most of my podcasts, pretty much all of them are conversation. I don't feel like I have much to say, but I feel like I've been wanting to get this off my chest for the last seven months. And, um, this is, this is definitely weird. I, yeah. Um, definitely going to take some getting used to. So sorry that I'm looking all over the place and acting like I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, I kind of don't. <laughs> Uh, and that is water. Yes. Um, but, um, since all this, I went about six months without alcohol and I've, I've had some sense and I've had quite a bit, uh, on a couple of occasions and, oh man, the trade-off is not worth it. Not worth it. Um, again, I am navigating these new waters on what my, <clears throat> new relationship with alcohol will be. And I've always said that, you know, alcohol is for the soul. This, that's, that's why they're called spirits. You know, it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. Of course not. Um, I do think the body needs some forms of stress on multiple levels. Um, you know, I don't think pasta is good for you, but it needs it. And your body needs to be able to break that down. I don't think sugar is good for you in the quantities that we take it in, but it is a great, form of instant fuel. Um, we just need to know not to abuse these things and the set and setting. Listen, I can eat some ice cream with some friends and have a nice little Sunday, or I can, you know, hunker down after a long day at work in front of, uh, the TV on the couch with the whole pint. And there's, there's a right way and a wrong way, um, to do these things. Sometimes you need to plunk down in front of the TV, but don't, don't fool yourself and don't get stuck in that rut, that that's just what, what it's going to be. No, I mean, you're going to pay for it on the back end. And that's, that's what I recently experienced with, with alcohol, um, on two, on two fronts actually. So me, uh, drinking, and then this is going to be a real one for you guys, man. This is, this is the crazy one to me is, um, man, after having, intercourse trying to say a clean way to say it after having sex while being sober or or on you know some cannabis marijuana weed anything like that um and then going back to alcohol well night and day night and day um i for one couldn't perform uh you know uh 
get the job done on my end, um, it just, it becomes numb. There's, there's a layer that you're desensitized and you're, you're open to these things, but you're not. And when you're sober or even enhanced with, um, with weed, you're just way more connected and more into the moment and in the moment where versus like, and on alcohol definitely felt like, you know, there's, you have a whole condom over your whole body is what it feels like to me since, you know, experiencing it dry for as long as I did. And then, and then these last few times, uh, I've drank, but the, the really weird one was, um, where my partner, uh, she was drunk and I was not, I was a little high. We got home. I smoked. Um, she had been drinking and we, uh, we started to, you know, get into the moment and have sex. And though just her reaction time, her movements, the glass, glassy look on her eyes, um, is detached. And the crazy part is that that is how 99% of single people hook up. You go to the bar, you have drinks, you go home and have sloppy sex. That is crazy to me. That is crazy to me that that is the norm. And it's just, it leaves so much to be wanted than just that. Like, you're leaving shit on the table. Like it's not, it was not a good feeling for me being, I know it wasn't like I was sober, but I felt like I was more connected. Um, cause that's just what I feel like weed does for me. Um, makes me more in tune with, you know, feelings and, and, and sensations and all that. Whereas you know, again, alcohol desensitizes you, which is, I wouldn't smoke before shows because I'd get too paranoid. All these people know I shouldn't be up here. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. You know, that paranoia you get on weed, which I like. I've grown to like. And with alcohol, it's like, yeah, I deserve to be up here. And you're a sloppy mess up there moving around, making a fool. Like, it, it's it's crazy which one has remained legal and that's so destructive. And which one still is yet to be legalized throughout the fucking nation. I mean, I have comedy bits on this and it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be on a drug and driving, but like marijuana makes you a way more cautious driver, maybe a little too slow, a little bit too cautious in that sense. But like alcohol makes you reckless and it's, it's advertised everywhere. Anywhere you go, there's going to be freaking a dozen vendors selling you alcohol. Um, and you all drove there and you're all going to leave that event. Uh, there's commercials left and right for it, but God forbid you see a commercial for, you know, cannabis or weed. It's just ass backwards to me how destructive alcohol is. And I love it. It's anything. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't do it. Obviously we're all adults. Um, but there's no question which one is more, most destructive uh, between the two and which one is just, yeah, paraded around. And, I don't know, man. Alcohol just gives you that. I don't give a fuck. 
type of thing versus weed kind of makes you question things. So, you know, then your conspiracy mind starts to wonder and it's like, well, you know, why was weed demonized? Why is it still schedule one? Uh, why are all these other psychedelics looked down upon when they actually make you question societal norms and, and, and look at the status quo and say, no, there should be something more or better versus alcohol. You forget your inhibitions. You leave it all. Fuck it. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to do me. I'm going to enjoy my life, living my best life. Are you, are you, are you, I know I wasn't, um, but maintain maintaining that relationship to me is still going to be important because I don't want to place alcohol on such a high pedestal where it has this control over me. But, you know, don't, don't be a fool. And, and, um, what's the phrase? I mean, essentially you got to dance with the devil. Listen, if you want to be, it's like sparring. If you want to be adequate enough for when the time comes, you need to do some sparring. And that's what I would (laughs) equate to. I'm laughing about it, but you know, I am being honest, uh, you know, partaking in it here and there, you need to know what you're up against. Um, and you need to know you be able to keep it in check. Um, so to me, totally writing it off, you give it too much power. You need to be able to enjoy it. It's a product that has been with humans for thousands and thousands of years. Again, it is for the spirit. I would love to share, you know, take a shot to celebrate someone, um, enjoy a promotion, the birth of a child, um, you know, anything to celebrate. Uh, yeah, alcohol. Cool. Like, let's let's take it. Um, but you got to know, you got to know when to stop. And that's the thing. Alcohol doesn't allow for that. It's very easy to transition into something you think you're not, which is, again, what I did. Um, uh, I heard, you know, stories after about that night where I was really, really drunk. And um I pride myself in making everyone comfortable. I I enjoy that. I like to be able to, you know, flow through groups and cliques and a whole area and make sure everyone's having a good time, make sure everyone feels included. And um, that night, and they were telling me that I was making a girl very uncomfortable. I was making certain advancements getting a little too physical and I am, I'm very, I'm touchy. I love to get physical people. I'm a hugger, all of that. Um, but what made me very upset to hear that was, of course, I told myself, I am not that person. I am not a predator. I'm not someone that pushes. Someone says no, all that on top of the fact that here I am in a committed relationship and making another person feel this way. And, and making certain advances that would signify that I am interested in another person. Um, Alcohol gave me that window to fall into that, you know, dark hole um, where that was the case. And this was a friend that was there because the friend we were staying with, because we were out of town, um, was there with him. So now he's in an awkward position because we're staying at his place. They're there to kind of support us playing a show and having fun. And here I am making this person very, very uncomfortable. Um, and I just was utterly disgusted with myself on, on both fronts. The fact that I made a woman uncomfortable 
on top of why am I in that position making another woman uncomfortable from advances if I'm being serious with um, my partner. So that's another piece of the shame that I want to, you know, speak out um, because, again, of the falling out with certain people, I, I don't want them to think that I'm hiding anything or behind, you know, I, I want everything. I want everything out in the open so I can take responsibility for it. Um, and just use that as another example that, you know, if it, if it can happen to, you know, a person that you look up to or respect, or, you know, you, you see similarities. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. If you see something that you identify with me, and know that I was also I was also being this negative person. Like that maybe it allows you to self-reflect and do that. So, you know, I did reach out to that person, never got contacted back, but I did want to I, I ended up apologizing um, for how everything had transpired that evening. And um, just know that I was taking responsibility and refraining from alcohol and all that. And um it's definitely going to continue. Um, you know, I was drinking pretty much every day. And um, I get better rest now. Um, I recover better. Um, I wasn't working out as much as I am now, but everything feels a heck of a lot better. I feel like my skin looks better. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of upsides to not drinking as much as I was. Um I do like to have alcohol when I am working on a uh, something creative, like writing um, or something tactile. Um, I do like, you know, sipping on, you know, something strong like a bourbon or a tequila um, and just kind of like letting it kind of like lets me focus for whatever reason. It's like kind of like, ah, that kind of burns. Ah, let's get to work. Um, I love... Uh, marijuana for the creative and funny and silly aspects that it gives me I so many so many of my comedy bits have come from those moments and then you know trying to work them out soberly on stage is always the the key factor though because you got to get the angle um and then um I'm a big fan of psychedelics and I haven't done any sizable dose in over a year now and I've been mean to you know it's not um it's not about just getting high for me I've had I've had um a mushroom chocolate bar in my freezer since January it was given to me on my birthday and I haven't taken it the way I intended I've taken little chunks here and there um, when I have blocks of time completely free where I'm not going anywhere, you know, at home doing stand, I, lo I love doing standard chores, stuff that needs to get done, um, while microdosing mushrooms. It's just, you appreciate things more for whatever reason. You appreciate the mundane, you appreciate just the everyday life, um, you know, what you have to go to through day in and day out but I haven't taken a heroic, uh, heroic dose or anything sizable 
all year. So again, to me, it's not about getting hyped, especially because the last time I did do that, I was around too many people. It was too heavy. And I, I use that as a medicine to allow me to connect to my deeper self, allow myself to connect to God, uh, the God force, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the divine power, the divinity, because that's what I feel when I am under that. Um, and then sober me tries to make sense of it all and see how you can actually fit it into practical life um, and maintain, you know, your human essence. Oh, man. I hope I haven't jumped around too much. It's heavy. It's heavy. Um, but the DUI portion of it, man, very, 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 very expensive. Very. Lawyer fees, court fees, fines, suspended licenses. Uh, my insurance doubled. Um, the breathalyzer, the uh, the shame of having. I mean, I don't know. Actually, these days, there's, a, there's shame that I have the breathalyzer in there, but there's something good about knowing that people see me and it's like, I'm a sober driver. When you look around and everybody's hitting some sort of pin, it could be a weed pin. It could be just a nicotine pin. They could have popped whatever fucking pills they have in their bag. They could be leaving happy hour, all these things. So that is actually one of the nice points to it. And and it looks like a large vape. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't look too like anything crazy, but also if people recognize what it is, at least you know that I'm, <laughs> I am a, a good citizen on the road since I have that unit in there. So there, there is that upside, but you know, it, it costs to get it installed. Um, it's going to cost to get it removed. I got to maintain it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, obviously everybody knows that that's a downside. Um, and then I just want to point out just what kind of money grab this whole industry is with DUIs. Um, so you have to pay for a screening where they ask you questions on kind of like your use of the drug and then what they would recommend to the courts. And then um, after that, I reached out to what I thought was the company I took the screening with. So I just Googled the company, but you know, you know how Google happens. They're going to throw you an ad first. So the first one I selected, I just thought it was it because I selected the, or I searched the original company. And uh, so I call and answer. I'm like, hey, I took the screening with you guys. I want to go ahead and do the classes. And the guy couldn't find me. And so then that's when I was like, oh, oh man, it's a different company. He's like, well, hold on. You know, we, um, you know, this is our rate and we price match. We'll beat them by an additional 10%, this and that. And I go, oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, so what do you guys charge? Well, four fifty, but we'll do it for four hundred five. Like, okay, well, email me and I'll look into it. So I immediately called the company I was supposed to call and ask them what they charge, and theirs was double. It was like eight hundred and eighty dollars or something like that. And I go, well, I do have a quote from this other company, so I might just go with them. They're like, oh, well, what is it? And I go, well, it's four fifty. And they're like, well, we do an additional ten percent, so four hundred five. I was like, so you're going to do it for 405? You're just going to take a 50% discount like that? Yeah. Okay, do I need to send you like a, a quote or an email? No, no, just it's, four, it's 405. I'm just like, how crazy 
the fact that they can just do a 50% discount on their service with me just mentioning that a company was doing it for less. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just online courses that you take. So it's already there. They're not paying anybody. It's already on a server. So they can literally charge whatever they want. It's pure profit. Um, halfway through it, I also got an email saying, congratulations, I was done. And I think any other person would have just been like, oh, I'm done with my courses and totally left them. But, you know, I had logged back in. I was like, yeah, no, I still have a bunch. So I kept on it. Um, so you would get penalized and pay more for not completing it in a timely manner. So that I feel like is another money grab. Um, I feel like there was one other thing in it. Oh yeah. The questions on the things are just like, if you can't pass one of those things, it's just ridiculous. 90% of the questions have a pizza as one of the, the answers, something involving pizza, which you know is never going to be the case. Maybe it was just once. No. Hmm. Yeah, time off of work. Travel costs, because mine was out of county. The lawyer was more expensive. I had to drive out there two separate times. Um, <clears throat> and then I had to get my uh, stay in jail. So, you know, I had to spend one night in jail. And you have to pay for it, right? So it's either cut into the court fees and you just go do it down there. But again, it was out of county. I didn't want to take another day off of work um, to travel and all of this. Um, so I had to look around and apparently it's $600 to house an inmate, a person in jail per day. These are like fucking Bellagio prices. So luckily, I found out probably drinking capital of the world, DUI capital of the world. I'm not sure, man. Scottsdale, old town Scottsdale, right? Scottsdale will take you for $250. So I spent my night in jail in Scottsdale with the waste management open mullet haired streaker from this past year. So that was interesting. At least, at least there's stories out of this, as I can say. But I've I've had quite a few people reach out, and uh, you know, say that they, you know, are are proud with how I'm handling it. That I'm not shying away from it. Um, that it can help other people. I've had, you know, at least a handful of people reach out and say that it's a it's seeing seeing me go through what I've gone through has affected their decision making and they've become way more alert to again the fact that it happened to someone that they're close to so that's the benefit out of all of this is that you know i i have had that opportunity to help others to not be in the same boat as i and that's that's all i can ask for from from a mistake is to help others to not you know, recreate their own. And again, I knew it. I knew it was coming down if, if, if I got caught. Um, so it's not, it's not the fact that it's not known, but the fact that you, that it would hit you a lot closer to home than you anticipated. That's, that's the key factor. Really don't know what else to say on the matter. 
just want to take this moment and hopefully some of y'all relate, some of y'all learn um, and uh, and grow and not make, you know, the same mistakes that I have. So definitely that, that $50 Uber is a lot cheaper than all the bullshit I'm going through, guys. So <clears throat> take those into account on your night out. Otherwise, you'll be taking everything else into account and you'll be suffering for it. Um, so please don't drink and drive. There's plenty of options. Um, get a ride, walk, ride a bike. Actually, you could get a DUI on a bike. Don't ride a bike. Public intoxication just depends on how drunk you are. So maybe walking won't be good. Moderation. Moderation, baby. That's it. If you're going to get shit plastered, do it at home, I guess. Um, I wouldn't. I can't picture myself doing that anymore. Uh, the payoff is nowhere near there anymore. <sighs> Sex sucks on alcohol. You feel like shit the next day. You just you become someone that you you tell yourself you're not. And uh, yeah, you just embarrass yourself. At least I did. At least I did. So. Don't drink and drive. Plenty of other options, guys. Um, yeah. Any any questions? I mean, feel free to reach out. If you haven't noticed this, I'm an open book. So hopefully you can take this information and make better decisions. Love you guys. Bye. Can you please tell me what's a man without a dream?